right, folks, here we go. Saturday, good afternoon, one and all. It is Juan. We are at the uh, Providence Public Safety Complex. It's going to be an interesting press briefing. We're going to have the uh, Chief of Police of Providence, Perez. We're going to have the Attorney General, Peter Narona. And then we're also going to have, we're going to have the um, Chief of Police of Burville as well. So, again, we're going to be starting just about five or ten minutes so folks again this is all the result of the um thank you ann folks and again i want to show you uh, com. we have all the details of what happened two officers involved this incident started in burble and then uh, made its way to women and infants so um there's some key parts of this that you want to listen for that we're going to get into whether or not the individual had a weapon. The shooting of the police in Burville is big. Um, those are some of the key points that we want to be listing for. So we're going to be uh, starting. Good afternoon, one and all. There's Robin. Team One members here. Folks, again, check to Pedro.com. We have the name, Michael Pinto, known to police. We have all the video up on Pedro.com. I'm going to show you. Folks, again, I want to show you on petro.com. There's our headline. Providence Police Shoot Kill Burville Chase Suspect Pinto. Now, this is the photo, folks. That shows you there's the suspect's vehicle, and that's also the nurse from Women and Infants that we understand is okay. That is uh, outside on the lawn at Women and Infants. This is, and I also, this is really important. I want you to sh see this. His vehicle is up on the sidewalk. That's really important. Um, if someone could put that into the comments, the suspect's vehicle, see how that's up on the sidewalk. That's really significant. This is also last night. That's outside women and infants. You can see the suspect's vehicle in the background. There's the, the tape up. So, folks, here's our some of our video from last night. For those that haven't seen it yet, Chief of Police Oscar Perez. 
Now, um, there's two photos that we were going off. Two different photos. Now, this is one photo of the suspect. Now, there was a story that there was someone, Gloucester man arrested, charged regarding a situation with a dog, and that photo was used. So, that looks like this photo certainly looks like it could be this person from a drug arrest in 2011. So, I admit, I had to run William at uh, the website. We were going off video uh, photos that were out there. But this was 2011. Hola. And this is um, from last year. So they look like they could be the same. I, I don't know. So we're going to clarify. We're going to get it uh, clarified. Folks, huge, huge by David Sammartino last night. This is last time. This is Chief Oscar Perez of the province. How are you? How are you doing? Good? You ready? 
Yes, good evening. Today, I'm just here to give you an update uh, about what occurred today, earlier tonight. Uh, we had an officer involved shooting, but please understand that this is all brief. We're just gathering facts at this point. This is all preliminary. This may change a couple of times. So I want to make sure that you know that. So we had an incident that occurred, and it started up in Barrowville, and uh, there was some a car chase, which uh, ended up in the city of Providence. We ended up having a couple of officers that discharged their firearm. And so we're investigating. We're working with the Attorney General's office, the state police, the Providence police is here, our BCI is here. So we're just gathering fast. Our detective division is here. And so at this point, we're gathering what occurred. We're trying to find out exactly what occurred, but it's all preliminary. Uh, so again, two of our officers discharged their firearm, and we had an officer involved shooting at the, uh, tonight. What's the condition of the uh, the suspect? Again, we're to, uh, that's all preliminary. We're investigating, and there was somebody that was taken to Rhode Hospital in critical condition, and uh, and that's what we have at this point. Was there uh, an incident where a nurse or employee of women and infants was somehow pinned by a vehicle? Again, this is all preliminary. It's all investigated. We have our internal affairs here, the state police, the attorney general's office. Uh, so we want to make sure that we gather all the facts. To each. All right, folks, here they come. Sergeant Rampone and Sergeant Lopes came up on the vehicle. 
Sergeant Rimpong behind the vehicle, and Sergeant Lopes in front of the vehicle. I'd like to say that Sergeant Rimpong is a 15-year veteran of the Providence Police Department, and Sergeant Lopes is a nine-year veteran of the Providence Police Department. Mr. Pinto, at this point, places his vehicle in reverse, with Sergeant Rimpong and the pedestrian nurse still on the sidewalk behind him. It is at this time that both Sergeant Rimpong and Sergeant Lopes discharged their duty weapons. Officers were then able to remove Mr. Pinto and his juvenile teenage daughter from the vehicle. Pinto was taken into custody and immediately transported to Rhode Island Hospital by the officers on the scene to be treated for his critical injuries. Unfortunately, and my condolences go out to the family, we later learned that Mr. Pinto died at the hospital. We also learned that his juvenile daughter also sustained a gunshot wound to her leg. I will turn it over to Chief Steve Lynch of the Barrio Police Department for his brief update. Yesterday at approximately 7.32 p.m., a pursuit was initiated in the town of Barville involving a wanted male subject and the pursuit commenced at the Barville Gloucester line. The subject was wanted on active felony arrest warrants by both Gloucester and Barville police for felony eluding stemming from a Thursday the day before pursuit initiated by Gloucester, joined in by Barville, and terminated as a chase as the chase entered into the Smithfield area near Bryant College. Last night's pursuit went from Money Hill Road, which is Route 100, to Sherman Farm Road, which is Route 98, into Uxbridge, Massachusetts for a brief period of time. Uxbridge PD assisted in trying to apprehend Mr. Pinto. The pursuit continued from Sherman Farm Road to Route 146A to Route 146 South in North Smithfield. When it entered into the area of Pound Hill Road on Route 146 South in North Smithfield, Sergeant Henry Yakey, who was one of the two main officers involved in this pursuit, instructed officers to terminate the pursuit. At that point, officers discontinued the pursuit of Pinto, killing the lights and sirens. As they continued on 146 South, Barville police officers, Sergeant Henry Yakey and Officer Brett Simons and Officer Lucas Pompreon, came upon Pinto in his vehicle, stuck in traffic in the area of Anchor Subaru, 146 Southbound at Sales Hill Road. At that point, officers attempted to box him in with their vehicles and arrest him, at which point Sergeant Yakey and Officer Simons got out of their vehicles, attempted to physically get him from the vehicle, and Pinto then drove his vehicle at Sergeant Henry Yakey. Yakey fires two rounds into the vehicle at that time. After the two rounds of discharge by Sergeant Yakey, Pinto continues to evade, strikes another Barville cruiser, and continues south on Route 146 South, and officers lose sight of him at that point. Sergeant Yakey was transported to Marion Hospital where he was treated for injuries resulting in this altercation. Officers on scene contacted their superiors 
to ensure we enacted the Attorney General's protocol relative to use of deadly force with state police. The Attorney General's office are now involved in the use of deadly force at the scene at Route 146 South on Sales Hill Road. At this point, I'll turn it over to all of us for any questions. Thank you, Chief. So as the Chief stated, this was a joint investigation with the Attorney General's office. The protocol was enacted. The state police and the province police department internal affairs, just as much as the Baltimore Police Department. So if you have any questions, just come to us. I have a question for Chief Lynch. Could you touch on, so if we understand this properly, one of your officers fired at the suspect, but it went over the radio that it's possible that the suspect had fired on police. Is that accurate? Yeah, I'm not familiar, and we're still in the process of gathering all radio transmissions. I'm not familiar with that transmission and where that originated from, so I can't speak intelligently on that at this time. Mr. Pinto is known to law enforcement, and if I have it correct, he has been arrested in the past for possession of weapons as well. Is that accurate? Yeah, I'm not going to speak because I don't have his criminal history right in front of us. We are familiar with him from some minor contacts within the town of Baltimore, and I'm also familiar with Gloucester. I'm quite familiar with him as well. Could you just touch on the Thursday incident that he was evading police on Thursday? At about 3 o'clock p.m. on Thursday afternoon, Gloucester PD is set up on a traffic post, and they ID Pinto. They spot Pinto traveling in a manner that causes them to want to stop him for a motor vehicle violation. Pinto does not stop. That encounter takes place right at the Gloucester Borough line, and the chase goes pretty much instantly into Borough, where our office is engaged in the pursuit through somewhat the back roads of Borough, comes out onto Route 7 into North Smithfield, and then to Smithfield where it's terminated. Chief, what was the maximum speeds by both your police department and the perpetrator, and at what point in time did they identify the presence of a minor child in the vehicle with him? And I guess the follow-up to that is what is the protocol when there's a minor child identified? Sure. Our people did not identify who was in the vehicle other than Pinto until the aftermath in Providence. The speeds in the chase on Thursday were in the ballpark of 65 to 70 on the back roads where the speed limits are 25 and 30. And you would describe these, I've been on these roads, but you would describe these as rural, semi-country back roads. There's some beautiful territory, but certainly not appropriate for that level of speed. Yes, sir. Correct. En español un poco, lo que sucedió anoche aquí en la ciudad de Providence, y que vino de otras ciudades, y terminamos aquí con la muerte del sospechoso. So the question was, if I could please just explain in Spanish what occurred last night, what kind of incidents occurred, and how we assume we lost the life in the city. So ya anoche lo que pasó fue un incidente en el cual tuvimos una información del medio de radio de que un individuo había efectuado en la ciudad de Boroughville un incidente y potencialmente le había disparado a un policía. Eso cambió definitivamente y nos dijeron que verdaderamente le había tratado de pegarle a un oficial. Llegó a la ciudad de Providence, en la cual terminó en un área del hospital Women and Infants, y en ese hospital de Women and Infants esa persona se montó en la acera, trató de hablar con los policías, un teniente trató de sacarlo del carro, no pudo, y entonces en ese momento cuando llegó a la Women and Infants en el emergency room, dos oficiales del departamento de policía de Providence le dispararon, 
desafortunadamente mis condolencias para la familia, aludimos al hospital en el cual fue per perdido su vida. Eh, estamos en este momento investigando, es una investigación por la policía del estado, de la oficina de la Attorney General's Office, y eso es, siempre es una, un protocol que se enacta para esto. Now that you mentioned the Attorney General, what is your office going to be doing at this moment? Well, the, uh, the office is there in Boston last night, so whenever there is an incident like this, uh, the office responds. In fact, um, we actually have a team of lawyers. Uh, it's a complicated um, uh, matter, frankly. There are at least four or five separate incidents along the way that need to be reviewed, and so pursuant to the protocol working with the team here, we'll be reviewing it. But, the, but our team was on site last night um, and spent a good deal of time uh, overnight working on this matter with our partners in law enforcement. Is the officer on paid leave right now? So both of our province police officers right now are placed on administrative duty. Uh, so they're off the street until we conduct and finish our investigation. How does they probably want to help? Per the Attorney General's protocol, the state police are brought in to assist with the investigation and anytime there is a deadly use of force, so we are working in conjunction with the Attorney General's office to investigate that. Colonel, could I just ask, um, sure. a, a, a vehicle can be used, is, is that characterized it could be used as a deadly weapon? A Correct, vehicle. yes. So use of deadly force in certain situations would depend on how the vehicle is being used by the suspect. Correct, and that will be determined during the course of the investigation. Were there two children in the car or just one? There was a juvenile teenager in the vehicle, correct? And um, not only the, the, the spelling of the names, the first and last names of the officers, and which ones were involved in the shooting, um, but I also heard that the nurse was injured as well. Was she? So the nurse, correct? Uh, she was also taken to the hospital with injuries. And, uh, from the shooting or from being hit by the vehicle? From from the incident uh, that occurred, uh, uh, the vehicle on the sidewalk, the vehicle taken actions that operated that he did it. So yeah, she suffered injuries. Uh, not confirmed about a shooting, no injuries from uh, from the vehicle and the actions of that vehicle when the patrol car stopped there. And can you spell the names, uh, first and last names of Sergeant Gerpon and Sergeant Gerpon? So again, I can get you that afterwards if you need it, but Gerpon, R-A-M-P-O-N-E, and okay. Lopes, L-O-P-E-S. Chief, if you could explain to us, what is the protocol for breaking off a high-speed chase? Sure. There's several factors that go into that evaluation. What's the level of traffic? What's the speed in play? What's the speed limit in play? Uh, what are the road conditions at the time relative? Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is it, is it a clear? But level of traffic, uh, mainly motor vehicle traffic and or any pedestrian traffic. So those factors are in what's the pursuit for are all part of that evaluation that goes on in those moments by both the pursuing officers and the supervisor managing that shift at is, the time. Is that a joint decision or is that left up to the uh, your officers in the field? The officer in the field does have the authority to terminate his or her own pursuit. Ultimately, the officer in charge has the responsibility to either terminate or allow the pursuit to continue. Thank you. What was the uh, initial charge against what was he wanted for? What was he wanted for? Felony eluding. Felony eluding. He's wanted as a result of the chase on Thursday. Last night's chase, he's wanted on felony eluding arrest warrants from both Burrowville and Gloucester stemming from the Thursday incident. And 
why were officers trying to stop him? Loster started that chase in their community for a motor vehicle violation. Do you know what it's up right Sorry? Do we know specifically what the motor vehicle charge was? I don't know that off the top of my head. Were there any active warrants? We know what it's up right here. So at the time, it was basically in Thursday. No. Chief, last night it was, well, maybe the colonel will speak to it, but there was heavy activity on 146. Could you just touch on, was that in relation to, I believe it was even past the whole Subaru thing, but was there something going on on 146? I can speak to that. Okay. So there's the scene where Sergeant Yankee discharges the two rounds. That's 146 South at Sales Hill Road. Pinto flees that scene. Our officers, when they're able to get back into their cruisers, attempt to, again, catch up to him. They lose sight of him. So they stop at a second point, 146 South at 295. So if you saw two separate scenes of heavy police presence, that's why. Was a weapon found in the vehicle of the suspect? I don't know that a search has been conducted at this point. Is it possible he got rid of the weapon, like threw it out the window? I don't know. I can't comment on that. Is the Bartle police officer who fired his weapon also on paid leave? Yes, he is. And so, sorry, I got here a few minutes late. So that happened right near Anchor Subaru, you said, on 146, and then the suspect was shot again in Providence near Women Infants. Is that what happened? Correct. Now, do you guys know what Pinto is? Why do you know that? We have to pick that up before the case. I have time for two more questions, Judge. Why do you police officers show up with the residents to pick him up? Our officers were in the area of Pinto's residence last night when the chase ensued. Chief, where the initial shots were fired on 146, is that North Central? Yes, sir. Do you have an age? He lives in Burrillville, the suspect? He lives in Gloucester. Gloucester. And do you have an age? Forty years old. Forty years old. Thank you. Just one quick one. With the passing of Mr. Pinto, what happens now with the case? Is there a report drawn formally after the investigation, or will that be released to us? So, consistent with the Attorney General's protocol on use of deadly force, the State Police, the Attorney General's Office, Providence Police, and Burrillville Police will conduct the investigation. From there, this matter will be presented, I'm sure, to the grand jury. Well, possibly. Let me address that. So, the protocol envisions a number of paths, depending on what the initial review discloses. And so, it's possible it could be presented to a grand jury. It's also entirely possible that it won't be. I think what the target for us is going to be understanding what happened here in each of the four or five instances along the way. There is body camera footage that we're going to review. And as soon as the recipient witnesses have been identified and interviewed, I anticipate that that footage will be released in the relatively short term, in a week to ten days, and not more than that. And then the decision will be made once all of those witnesses have been identified, the ballistics have been analyzed, the car has been analyzed, there's a warrant for the car that is either being executed or will be. When all that's put together, we'll decide whether there's a need to go further. But I don't think we should anticipate anything other than, right now, a review. There is no reason, in my judgment, based on what I know today, to make this about the police officers and their conduct. I think what we need to do is understand what happened and then decide whether there's any 
additional steps that we need to take as a law enforcement matter. Thank you. Lindsay and I will be here to answer any additional. All right, folks, we're going to wrap it up here from the uh, police station.